Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Koski, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my parenting plan course. It can help you no matter where you live, and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce, or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married, this parenting plan is here to help you parent together, even if you're not together, because we all know that that is what is best for our children. We can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now, go to lisakoski.com, check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money, whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own through my online course. Check it out now. Welcome, dear listeners. I am thankful that you're here today. Truly, this is another amazing episode with the Divorce Rehab's founder, Wendy Sterling. She's a divorce course that's, you know, been ripped apart by divorce herself and is now helping to speed the recovery um, for you as you head through this season. And she really does um, look at divorce as one of the greatest gifts that teaches you so many things um, about yourself. And she has an acronym um, for rehab called Rediscover Yourself, Ending Victim Mentality, the H is for healing all the wounds, accountability, accountability, and building. And she's going to discuss all of those things and how to just speed up that process that you're suffering through. She's also got a great podcast called the Divorce Women's Guide Podcast. I just would so recommend if you're going through hard times in a divorce, check out Wendy Sterling and stay tuned. You will enjoy. Welcome, listeners. We have a treat today. Wendy Sterling, who is a divorce coach, you are the founder of the Divorce Rehab, 
And you've got a great podcast that I listen to too. So I hope everybody else does as well. The Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. And you're really, you're helping so many people make this less scary, get through this process, come out better on the other side. And I am so thankful for you for that. So we're going to, you know, Wendy's going to help us. She's going to give us, she's got three tips on how to recover from divorce. And and I am going to ask you a question about what you wish you would have known, you know, before you went through this. So those are the things we're going to cover. But as my listeners know, I always love to get to know um, our guests by hearing your authentic story of how you came to be the divorce rehab gal. Yes. Well, I thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to be here and to share my story and to share my wisdom with your audience today. So I believe that divorce can be the most empowering experience that we go through to find our true identity and voice, to start designing a life that we choose instead of feeling stuck on autopilot in the one that we are in. And for me, it really enabled me to see the power of the divorce that I went through about five years ago. And ultimately it wound up being a gift, but please rest assured, I did not feel that way at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and I will never forget that day, um, gosh, almost five and a half years ago when my now ex-husband and I were driving home from a couple's night out and his uh, phone rang. It was very, very late at night and his phone was ringing and i noticed that it was a female colleague and it was in that moment that i felt a gut punch like no other um one that i had felt you know years 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 decades probably before but never really paid attention to until that night and something within me said this doesn't feel right and lo and behold, my, you know, my worst nightmare came true and ended up, you know, discovering that my now ex-husband was having an affair. And it was in that moment that, you know, I first went through that cycle of, wait a second, I am not someone who gets divorced. This is not the face of a divorcee. We had the perfect life, the most amazing children, successful careers, great you know, parents who are still married and how did I get here? Right. And so it was really over the next couple of months that I doubled down. I was, I had been in therapy. I was in couples therapy, um, you know, with my now ex-husband as well. And clearly there was not a lot of honesty happening in those sessions. And so even though I was working through issues that I knew I had brought into my marriage, um, that I was working on from my own past, what I really felt like I was missing was, well, what am I supposed to do now? Where am I supposed to go to from here? And as the universe works in a magical way, um, Mm -hmm. I received a Facebook feed post from a friend of a friend who uh, left her career and decided to become a life coach. And I didn't know what that was at the time, reached out and, um, you know, had told her what was going on in my life and what resonated for me in her post. And I wondered if there was an opportunity for me to maybe get some insight and see if this was another avenue for me to look to heal. Um, You know, I am an A-type personality. I'm a control freak. I read, I mean, I was getting my hands on every book, attending any and all free classes, webinars, you name it. 
Um, you know, I was listening to podcasts, um, but nothing was really helping me. And so what my friend it educated me on about life coaching is that it's really about envisioning the life that you want to have, envisioning where it is that you want to go and creating a path to get there. Um, and it sounded really exciting and new and something different. And so not only did I hire a coach, but I decided to also enroll and become certified as one myself. Um, at the time I had been working in corporate America, I was leading a multi-million dollar team and region. And so I figured if nothing else, this would be a really great resource for my career. It's another, you know, notch in my tool belt. Um, and lo and behold, did I, I never realized that in the course of a two-day training weekend, learning how to become a coach, that I had healed through more of the emotional trauma from my divorce in that weekend than I had the entire six months before in therapy. And so I knew that there was something really special to this. And you know, I'm a big uh, go big or go home kind of gal. And so I doubled down and I went through and I purchased and invested in myself um, and really simultaneously to navigating this new road, you know, and also trying to juggle two kids whose worlds were completely torn upside down. Um, I realized that this was something special, that there was something here for me that I this was happening for me. And so um, not only did you know, this program and my coach helped me to figure out that I no longer wanted to be in this marriage. It also helped me to find myself. So many of us lose ourselves in our marriages and, you know, we start seeing what others expect of us or what our spouse sees. And I realized that I had done that. Um, I knew who I was as a corporate executive. I knew who I was as a mom, super confident in those areas. But when I looked in the mirror, I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I liked. <laughs> you know, it, it was all yeah. in the lens of my now ex-husband. And so not only did I, you know, learn to, to figure out what I liked, I started using my voice and the loudest I used it was when, you know, I kind of had that out of body experience and looked at my now ex-husband and said, I'm done. I, I want out. I want a divorce. I can't do this anymore. I deserve better. And uh, not only did I do that, but I also <laughs> decided to quit my job, my six figure paycheck wow. and to start my own business. Um, and that's really where the divorce rehab uh, became what it is today. Um, you know, I'm somebody too who like, for me, it wasn't just one modality that supported me. I also, you know, invested in energy healing. I also invested in, um, uh, spiritual psychology courses. I'm in LA, you know, the University of Santa Monica has a spiritual psychology department, um, started taking all these classes. And, and little by little, I started piecing together what my own recovery looked like and created a program that is now my proprietary five-step program that is a part of my divorce rehab coaching. So it's either group or one-on-one. -on -one. And ultimately, um, you know, what it enables women to do is to really start, you know, rehab's an acronym. So the R is about rediscovering your identity and voice. The E is about ending your victim mentality mindset and, you know, what I call your pity party. 
H mm -hmm. is about healing all the wounds because when you get divorced, it's not just losing your spouse, it's potentially losing your best friend, your family, your dreams, financial security for some people. So really healing all of those wounds. The A is about accountability and acceptance uh, of where you are and what it is that you get to move forward with. And then B is really building from there, building that new life, that new foundation. And as a coach, what worked for me was tough love. So that's what I bring to the table. Um, coupled with accountability because, you know, we are our own worst accountability partners. Lord knows I was, you know, and that's why I invested in other people to help me navigate this process. Um, and I'm honored to be doing the work that I do today. And ultimately my, my mission and my vision for this life is to empower women to see their divorce as exactly that, right? To change the stigma of divorce from shame to empowerment. And so wow. everything I do comes from that lens. Wendy, this is so good. Um, I knew you were amazing, but sitting here with you, I love this because you have, you know, your personality, you got it done. And now you like, so maybe there's some people that don't have that personality. Now you can help them along with all the things you learned. And as I'm listening to your story, there's so many things, but <sighs> tell me, I'm so curious because some people, usually it kind of takes a while to make that decision to move forward with a divorce. It sounds like you're really good at making decisions and that you, it went a little bit quicker with you than I've heard from most where you... I mean, you said it was, did you say two months or was it longer than that before you said? Yeah, no, it was a year. So my ex-husband and I, we were separated for about a year. And during that year is when we kind of were trying to figure out, you know, what we wanted, if the marriage was, you know, able to be repaired. Um, and I honestly, I had the mindset the whole time that we were going to get back together. Um, I, that's what I was, that was optimistically what I was hoping for. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, everybody, you, I don't take responsibility for the choices that my now ex-husband made. I take responsibility for the choices that I made and how I contributed to my own divorce. Um, I, you know, it took me a year to not only just kind of see that I had lost myself, but I also had to take responsibility, right? And mm -hmm. I didn't show up as my best self. And, you know, I don't want anyone who's listening to think that this was like, snap my fingers and here I am. I mean, this right. took a lot of investment a lot of really hard work and determination because my boys meant everything to me. And I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, something that I had to learn along the way was that if I wasn't okay, neither were them, neither were they. And yeah. I think we, we typically will stay in situations because we're so terrified of hurting our kids. And what I realized was that mm -hmm. I was hurting them more by, you know, starving myself, you know, drinking wine, eating chocolate and laying on the floor crying was not going to help me in any way, shape or form. And it sure as hell wasn't um, going to help my kids. And so for me, it was, you know, I, 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 I knew I had to get it together. Um, I also don't live near my family. Um, so, you know, it was really all on me to figure out how to, you know, be a single mom, have a career 
and navigate this whole new <laughs> this whole new world. So, you know, I don't want anyone listening to think that this was easy. I was a mess. I was on the floor. You know, I, I thank God for, you know, my therapist, my best friend and my coach, because I, I really wouldn't be sitting here today. But the beauty is that I, I put together all the things that I know work and I've helped hundreds of women through this process and the I'm able to speed up the recovery for you. Right. And I think that some, so many times too, is that, you know, we forget, like I was married for 16 years. I was with my ex for 23. We met when we were 18. My whole adult life was with this man Mm -hmm. and we want to snap our fingers and be like, why is this still hurting? Why is this so painful? Why, you know, why can't I just be over this? I want this to be done, you know, or you have negative thoughts about your spouse, you know, your soon to be former spouse. Right. And so the best thing that I can say is that, you know, you were married for how long and do the math. It's not going to take a month. It's not going to take two months. Right. It is a process and it's one that takes time. It takes practice and it takes accountability Um, because really what you're doing is you're retraining yourself out of years of autopilot behavior and learning a whole other way. And as adults, it's a lot harder. (laughs) Kids, you know, pick it up faster, but we don't. So, And just like, I mean, I always feel like that hard work is so worthwhile. You know, I mean, that, yeah, all the things that I have done that are hard, have always been worth it. So, I mean, I guess to get people through that in their divorce, you know, one other thing, and then we're going to get on to the three tips, but yes. you, um, what I also loved about what you said is you, you followed your gut. And I think oh, there's a lesson, there's an episode in that because I think so many women don't, or they think that it's them or, oh, I'm just being paranoid or don't do that. Like you, you knew in your gut and that's what led you to where you are now and where you're helping all these people. So thank God for that, that you did that and let that be a lesson to myself and others. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. And, you know, listen, it's not like every decision I made was the right one, right? Our intuition and our gut, you know, allows us to create uh, a path forward. And sometimes, you know, yeah, there were obstacles along the way, but I don't see obstacles. I used to (laughs) see them as, you know, complete, you know, just like frozen, paralyzed walls. But once I started shifting my thinking into, oh, wait, this obstacle is actually a detour, right? So, okay, I was going this way until this point, oh, okay, this isn't working anymore. So now I need to pivot and keep moving forward. And it's really learning to, you know, I think it's Brene Brown that, you know, she talks about all the time, like, it's not about falling in the arena, it's about getting back up. And I don't want anyone to think that, you know, it's not okay to fall down. Mistakes are lessons, there's silver linings in everything. And it's really about being mindful of your thoughts And instead of approaching them with judgment, to really instead to just acknowledge them and understand that you have a choice to, you know, write a different story, to think something differently, because there's a million ways, you know, a million interpretations, a million perspectives that you can have on any given situation. 
Um, and we forget that we have that power. Yep. I love it. I was just working on that with my coach today on reframing my own stories. So yeah, that's very important, important stuff. Okay. So now can we get a little bit into the, the meat of the three tips that you have yeah. on how to recover? Yeah. You know, these may sound really simple, but for some reason they're really hard for us. So I want everyone to just, you know, take a second and just take a deep breath and know that all of this is possible for you. So my tip number one is ask for help. And I don't mean go to your mom or go to your best friend. I mean, ask for help from people who have been through this process. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because divorce is a traumatic experience. It is a, it, it is grief. It is mourning more than just, you know, the death of your marriage. It is mourning so many other things. And I, you know, I'm sure people who are tuning in have amazing friends who, you know, are like, oh, what an idiot, you know, he's going to wake up one day and realize he made the biggest mistake of his life or, oh my God, you're so much better off without them. And when you're in the thick of it, you can't even, like, you're not even wrapping your mind around those types of thoughts. You're literally trying to figure out how you're going to wake up the next day and take your kids to school, how it is that you're going to feed them breakfast. Like, it is that debilitating where all of a sudden the rug of your life has been pulled out from underneath you. So it's really important to find a coach, a therapist, a support group, a counselor, people who have been through this, not people who help clients and they've never experienced it before. And I may anger some people with that statement, but I do believe that there is a difference. When you have walked the same path, you understand there's a different level of empathy. And while all of our stories are different, the emotions are the same. The steps are the same. We just go through them in different orders. And that's why having support from somebody who's been there can help you customize what it is that you need in that moment, right? Because it's not a one size fits all. It just isn't. And if somebody's trying to tell you that, they're wrong. It doesn't work that way. Yep. And you okay. know, Wendy, that's, that's why it's so important for me to have people like you that my clients can connect to, because this is the truth. I have been married for almost 30 years. I have not walked through this. Now I have grief. I have stories like that. Um, but that is why I need to pull on experts like you. And that is why my clients listen to people like you or reach out to people like you because you have that experience. So, I mean, I can do the work. I can do the mediation. I can help yeah. you through. I can understand as much studied, as I can. Right? You yeah. studied to become an expert, right? You don't study divorce. You go through divorce, right? right? You can study family law and know the law. You can understand the financial aspect, right? We all specialize, right, in our mm -hmm. area of expertise. And divorce is not a class you take. Right. right. Who took a divorce class when you were getting yeah. married? I didn't. I was not. I, this doesn't get divorced. Right. Like that was not <laughs> part of my plan. <laughs> it's not part right. of any of our plans. And so to your point, like you do what you do because you are an expert in your field. You have studied. You have you know, you have done the work. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But people who haven't been divorced, they don't get it. You just don't get it. Right. So, yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. tip number one. <laughs> I didn't mean Got to interrupt it. you, but I'm like, Whoa. you're totally validated as a mediator because you, you, you know, right. you don't just, you know, declare one day because, you know, I don't know, you've, you've been through a mediation. You're like, oh, I well, know. I sat through one myself. So I'm a mediator. Well, no, you need to go actually get certified as a mediator. So right. do your homework, and, you guys. That's and my you point. get better as, as the more that you, that more Experience. often that you do it. But I love, because I learned so much, um, like when I can tie together a divorce with losing a loved one, you know, that makes me see it a little bit different. It, it helps me be a better mediator. So I'm just, I'm loving learning from you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, the grief process is similar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you and I were just talking and, you know, those people that follow me, you know, the other part of my story that I didn't share is that um, the day I asked my now ex-husband for a divorce was the same day that my mom was actually diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And so for me, it was also one of those days where all of a sudden, right, like, you know, I was dealing with the thought of losing my mom at some point, And then here I was about, to, you know, losing my husband at the same time. And so the grief is very similar. Again, the order is very different. However, um, you know, grief is grief and grief requires patience. Um, and, you know, that'll go into my tip number two when when you're ready. Well, you go right ahead. <laughs> We're ready for tip number two. <laughs> sure. So tip, so tip number two is, um, is to just, is, is to be mindful of your thoughts. Okay. What mindfulness is all about is awareness. It's about having awareness without judgment, right? So in a given moment, you may go from, you know, having like a great day to boom, something reminds you, something triggers you. And all of a sudden you go from, you know, A to Z (laughs) and you have no idea how you got there. And then you start beating yourself up, right? Our negative internal self-talk berates us. Well, stop thinking about him. You know, you try to like push yourself out of the moment. And what mindfulness does is it really just allows you to go, okay, I'm acknowledging what's coming up for me and it's okay. Um, I get to acknowledge the feeling. I get to feel the feeling. And I like to kind of say, like, you kind of got to give yourself a timer, right? Um, Of how long you're going to allow yourself to sit there. But it's not a matter of moving out of it before you're ready. But what tends to happen is that we don't acknowledge it. So we compress those emotions. And then what ends up happening is that you become, I call it like the volcano effect, where all of a sudden you erupt. And typically it's to your kids. I'm guilty of it. A lot of my clients are guilty of it. And so it's really important that you allow yourself to feel what comes up. Well, okay, if you are in the car with your kids and you have this, you know, triggering moment, you know, perhaps you, um, you know, you pull over or you tell the kids you, you know, we got to go home before we go do this errand and you just go take care of yourself, right? We, we typically tend to put everybody else first. And what mindfulness allows you to do is to give yourself permission to feel what's coming up and to not judge yourself for it, to not berate yourself, to not take yourself out of that moment. 
Um, because what ends up happening is that like the, what I say is the shortcut to healing is going through your emotions and everybody does the opposite, right? You have to feel through to get to the other side. That's the shortcut is feeling everything that comes up when it does. You know, I remember being at work, um, I had taken a new job a, a week before I found out about, you know, my now ex-husband's affair. And I remember there were days where all of a sudden I would like feel that lump in my throat, like just coming up and I would have to excuse myself and go to the bathroom or I'd take the elevator downstairs and go get some fresh air. Like you've got to take care of yourself and, and you are no less important than your kids. If anything, mm -hmm. you're equally, if not more important. So that's tip number two. I love that. And I know that I can be afraid sometimes to let those feelings bubble up. But like you said, take a break, go feel it, and you will be better for your kids if you can do that. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, 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 you're totally good. Um, and the last thing that I can say, um, the tip that I will give is, you know, I, and the tip that I'm giving is a big lesson that I learned and this may answer, you know, the last question that you had for me about like, what would I tell my, my younger self? And, you know, before I went through this, but many of us who go through divorce, um, don't understand, actually most of the world uh, doesn't understand, uh, the benefit of having boundaries. And what I mean by that is I didn't understand where I ended and my now ex-husband began. And I realized that it wasn't just in my marriage that I didn't have boundaries with my kids. I didn't have boundaries with, you know, my parents, my grandparents growing up, everything was really blurred. And so one of the things in the way that I really start working with my clients is really understanding what boundaries are and how it is that you create them. And typically they're created from what your values are, right? Values, you know, are things like honesty, communication, connection, love, right? And until I realized what my values were, I didn't realize how, you know, when you're not honoring your values, when you're not living in alignment with your values, that's why you're miserable. That's why you're not happy. That's why, you know, when I realized what my values were, um, not only was I able to set boundaries, but it was like, oh my God, no wonder we're not compatible anymore. Our values are not the same. Mm -hmm. And so what I would encourage people to think about is, is starting to set boundaries. And the, and I'm going to tell you guys the easiest one, but it's so hard for us. And it's using the word no. And without explaining yourself, because mm -hmm. I don't know about those of you listening. However, I was a people pleaser. I got, I was like, oh my God, I'm making somebody else happy. Well, guess what I did in that process? hurt myself, created more work for myself because I couldn't say no to people because I liked pleasing others. It felt really good to receive that external gratification. And so saying no doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. It doesn't, you know, I had to untrain myself to understand that no is actually, uh, it, it allows me to put my best foot forward and to commit to the things that I really can instead of doing everything half-assed, you know, um, and, and, or feeling overwhelmed or snapping, you know, again, typically at your kids. So really taking a look at where you do or don't have boundaries and the easiest one that you can start using is saying no to people. That's, 
golden advice. So you now for that last question, was that is that how you would answer it? That you wish that you would have known how to set boundaries or what, what were you thinking? Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give something else since I gave that as one of my tips. Um, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that I wish that I could go back and tell myself was really around, um, you can only do your divorce once (laughs) you have one shot and it costs a lot of money (laughs) to go back and fix. Mm -hmm. And I have learned some of those lessons along the way. And the reason I say that is because my emotions fueled my path. And one of the things that I wish that I got sooner was that emotional support, right? It took me a while to figure out what it was that I needed because someone like me didn't necessarily exist, right? Someone like me, Mm -hmm. meaning, you know, I attract clients who are like me, right? And there wasn't anyone out there like me. And so what I wish that I would have done is really slowed my role, like slowed it down. You know, I hear people say all the time, like, I just want to be done. And I used to say that every time I got on the phone with my lawyer, I was like, I just want to be done. Or I'd be making decisions from an emotional, irrational place. And one of the benefits to the three tips that I gave you guys, and especially the first one around having support is I wish that I utilized those those resources more so during my, you know, divorce negotiation and process to have gotten myself to a place to be thinking rationally and about my long-term instead of wanting to stick it to him because he hurt me. So that's one of the things that I, I really wish that I had slowed some things down along the way, because now I, you know, it's not so easy to go back and fix things. And it isn't. And that is some great information. And I know that I have heard that from others who have been sitting where you're sitting on the other side of this. And it's, that's great, great information coming from someone who's been there, done that. And Wendy, I just have so enjoyed, this has flown by. I have so (laughs) enjoyed chatting with you and you're just a wealth of knowledge and help. So Thank you so much for being here. We're going to have all your information in the show notes. What's the best way for people to to connect with you? I know you're on Instagram. You've got your podcast, your website. Yeah. You know, to be honest, you don't know what you need. So let me help you. If you guys just go to contactwendy.com, you can schedule a, a free call with me. And really, ultimately, what my goal is, is to get you pointed in the right direction. It doesn't mean that it's me. I have referred out to an amazing network of colleagues that I have, most of which are very dear friends of mine, because ultimately, you don't know what you need. So please feel free. It's complimentary, no obligation whatsoever. And I've got some really great resources on my website, wendysterling.net. Anything from downloadables to workshops that I'm doing. I host retreats. I, you know, I do summits. So, you know, the best way is to go there, get on my emailing list and you'll get all that information up front. Wonderful. Listeners, go there. You will get your help. So Wendy, thank you so much for being here today. We truly appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much. You too. Bye everybody. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me. Thank you.